This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Coach Hall here by Galley on a Monday morning. Um, it's an eventful Monday morning, too. I mean, a big deal for the Gators in several different ways, and we'll get into that. A big deal, really, for sports activities that dominates the American culture, it seems like. So Coach Hogg here and Coach Hogg Law Studio, of course. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida. Gators are protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention and sponsored by R&R Construction, um, you name it, uh, Style Cuts, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Cleaners, uh, yeah, we got them. Uh, good morning, everybody. I see Jody Davis, good buddy, looking after me right now. Uh, and Larry and Matt Cannon and Ken Hillier, way back with Ken. Well, I don't know. We got to start out, I suppose, with the Gators. Who would have thunk it? That was an expression I've heard a lot when I was growing up as a kid, uh, when something happened that absolutely nobody thought would happen. And yet, when you look back on it, everybody thought maybe it could have happened. But... Uh, that uh, really wasn't within the realm of possibility, but it's imagination. Well, the doggone Gators looked like a football team before a packed house against a hated rival with a flyover of four, I understand it, F-15s. And they'll suck the wind out of you, by golly, and get you fired up if nothing will. So, lo and behold, well-disciplined. I'll give hats off where hats off are due. Well-disciplined. The offensive and defensive lines. The defensive backs, young, play really well. And it was just a persistent effort that looked as if it could be, if it becomes the identity of this team, a good omen for the future. The test will be, and it always is, with Georgia. Georgia, the hated rival that nobody really could beat from Florida until Steve Spurrier came along. And it's going to be kind of the same thing this year. It's over there in the greatest outdoor cocktail party in the world. And it's a fun event. It's about 50-50, Georgia and Florida. But this year, Smart from Georgia is holding the cards. So, once again, if we go over there and make a decent showing, with it looks as if a competent quarterback, uh, one who can run the team, and that's what you need, a good running game, and maybe there's a shot. So there's suspense building for the University of Florida Gators football team. God knows, hopefully, some of the money that's pumped into these athletics sooner or later will begin to build a return. I mean, name, image, likeness, the collective. Um, 
transfer portal. Um, it's really surprising when you look, as I did, around a lot of games this weekend. In a way, it's created parity. The games are so-and-so from so-and-so's now so-and-so here. And the games, maybe it's just my imagination, seem as if they're more competitive, that players really have jockeyed around. No longer do they have to ride the pines and not enjoy what is a very good career by being stuck with one team and one school. And maybe, just maybe, the professional aspect of the collegiate experience has created competitive games. I don't know if my observation would go over with Tennessee. Clearly, they don't think so. But take a look at Alabama and South Florida. Delayed, God forbid, by an hour of rain and lightning. But look at that game. I mean, it was nip and tuck for quite a while. South Florida and Alabama. And as a matter of fact, I have the uh, somewhere here in my dusty notes, I have the rankings. Let's see if I can dig those out here. Uh, yeah, here they are. Let's see how they did. Number 13, Alabama. Who to thunk it is, guess what? Out of the top 10 of the AP college football poll for the first time in eight years. <clears throat> Georgia, Georgia, still number one, has 57 first-place votes in the top 25. Michigan, number two, only two first-place votes. Texas, number three. Florida State, number four. They almost got beat. That was competitive. So Alabama barely got by South Florida, and that knocked them out of the top ten. Alabama, see if I can get these notes right, was in the top 10 for 128 consecutive poll appearances. That was the second, second longest such streak in the history of the poll behind Miami's, 137 from 1985 to 1993. So the um, Georgia, according to the AP here, now has the longest active run of top 10 rankings with 37. So the rest of the top 10 include Ohio State number six, Penn State number seven, Washington, number eight, Notre Dame, nine, and Oregon, ten. There you have it. That's the rankings. And Alabama is, my friends, out. Huh? What do you make of that? Now, 
The other story, which uh, I covered out of respect for our local team, um, yes, Ray, the coach is now looking like he knows what he's doing, Coach Napier, and um, that's what it takes. Winners win and losers lose. There's something to that, huh? So we'll see how he does. The biggest story, which I did not lead off on, now, all of us who are storytellers, who cover stories, is, of course, and he's very much a lightning rod for, I just can't stand that guy. It's kind of like Trump. A lot of people feel the same way about Deion Sanders that feel the way they feel about Trump. Oh, I just... I just don't like the guy. Well, Deion Sanders, hello, don't like him at your peril. The guy is phenomenal. An all-sport athlete. We know the story of him. Hit a home run one day in the big leagues, the day before, day after, scored a touchdown in the NFL. Played on Championship teams on both leagues. In fact, was such a great defensive back, they were afraid to send anybody out on a pass on that side. Punt returner, you name it, kickoff returner. And here's the point. A shrewd, shrewd marketer. He knows how to toot his own horn. more power to him because that is the definition of today's world. I mean, I didn't even know until I wondered who the blonde bimbet was sitting in the tennis stands observing one of the tennis players when I learned that was his girlfriend and that her role in life, she's an influencer. An influencer. Now, what is an influencer? I don't know. Somebody that influences brands and gets you to buy the product. Now, it might be she just appears with bright red lipstick on and a teeny-weeny bikini. But that makes her an influencer. There you are. That's the nature of the world. This guy, prime time, was the subject of one of the sections, segments on 60 Seconds last night. And he said something that is absolutely dead on about coaching. When I was first approached to help coach I'm not going to mention who it is. Everybody around here knows him or knew him. He was a legend. He came looking for me. And there's a person here on this uh, chat line who knows, a very good friend of mine who knows who I'm talking about, probably doesn't know this story. This coach came looking for me. I didn't go looking for him. 
And he said, and was already calling me coach. I was a classroom teacher. I was teaching English. People how to read and write and think. He comes to me and says, Coach, I got to have you. I said, what are you talking about? You know the X's and O's a lot better than I do, Coach. He says, yes, but I'll teach you that. You are a great teacher. And coaching is teaching. I can't have you not out there with me. You have too much influence over the males in this student body. They respect you too much. Well, then he throws me a shirt with Coach Scott on it. What's a guy going to do? Prime time last night said the very same thing on 60 Minutes. He said, I have always believed this about teachers. Teachers are coaches, remember? You don't go to the college, Dion said, to play for the college. You go to the college to play for the coach. And if the coach goes to a different college, you go with the coach. You don't have that allegiance to the school. The same thing is true of great teachers off the off the athletic field in the academic classroom. You, I never, ever, let me tell you something, friends. I'm a professor emeritus. I never once took the course. I used to argue with my uh, uh, counselor about this. Well, you got to have this course and that course. I don't care about the course. I care about the teacher. I always took the teacher. I didn't care what the subject was, whether it was in my major or not. In fact, I didn't have a major. I used to drive the counselors crazy. You got to have a major. You got to have a program. I don't want a program. I don't want to be programmed. How many times have you heard the word program? I don't want a program. I want an education. I want to go, if they'll have me, sit at the knee of the great teachers in this institution at the University of Florida. It was so bad that I had a lady in records and admissions who kind of looked after me. And she had my number and she called me one day. She said, Ward, you're going to have to pick a major. I said, why, Miss So-and-so? I said, 
she says, you have to be at the institution progressing toward a degree. I said, look, if I've got the money and I can pay for the courses, why do I care about a degree? She says, because you're taking up a state-subsidized seat. You know, your tuition only pays for part of the seat your derriere is sitting in. It's about one quarter your tuition and three quarters the state. So I said to my guardian, I said, what do I have the most of? She looked down at my record. She says, it looked like you took a lot of English classes. I said, fine. I'll take that as a major with a bachelor in arts. That was my major. I didn't know it till I had it. So when Dion said last night, it's about me. He said it unabashedly. It's about me. Me. It's the same thing with this program. Those of you who I am flattered, tune in to listen to me and see me. Tune in to me. He tuned in to Rush Limbaugh. You tune in to the mind. All I do is talk about stuff you know. That's all. I'm not telling you anything you already don't know. So the success of this guy is indisputable. Everywhere he goes, he's a teacher. And I'll guarantee you as a coach and as a classroom teacher, you're teaching more than the subject. You're teaching Behavior. Now, I'm going to tell you something right now that I'm very upset about. I'm going to have production run this for you a couple of times. I'm very upset about this. There's a kid on the Colorado football team named Hunter who's a two-way player, and Coach Prime lets him play both ways. He's an amazing athlete. Coach Prime has known him since he was in little kid football. Running around, you know, knee high to a grasshopper. The coach for the Colorado State team obviously condone this behavior you're about to see, has never even post-game apologized for it, never even post-game asked about how the kid was that you're going to see get hurt. Let's be clear about what you're going to see. You're going to see the play. The player is out of bounds. The play is 
consummated and the team trying to beat Dion's team, this player comes over, blindside, cheap shot. That's the name of the show today. This young man. And we're hoping, I'm just hoping, because I've, I've talked to a couple of coaches, talked to a couple of players about this, but it hasn't been announced. I hope it's not his spleen. You know, an injured spleen stopped Richard Trapp's career with the Buffalo Bills. Richard Trapp was a fantastic athlete, as you know. Good friend. Zach, let's see if we've got that. Executing sound fundamentals. Got to look at Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. Moment ago, downfield. Incomplete, but a flag down intended for Hunter. Got to look at Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator. Moment ago, downfield. Incomplete, but a flag down intended for Hunter, who took a shot afterwards by Henry Blackburn. And now some words, Shadur Sanders coming to the aid of his number one target there. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll tell you, as a former safety, that's a very dumb play. On the it did not need to be, you may be trying to send a message. Done. But that right there. Now we had some fighting. In, here we go. You see number him. 11. You see, he's not even close to catching the football. I mean, he's already got gearing down. Yeah. And the play's basically over. Standing out of bounds. You see him out of bounds when he that's hit him? That's a blatant penalty. Yeah, that just makes no sense. Yeah. That's dumb football. I understand this is a Well, almost out of bounds. Just right at the you're edge. Up. You're up by a touchdown. Okay. You guys are playing now you can say it was a good, clean, hard shot. And there's a lot of discussion and support for that. I understand the game. I mean, that's 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 the nature of it. But we have tried to get a handle on everything since Jack Tatum was the free safety for the Oakland Raiders. Because these guys are unprotected at that moment. I and mean, everybody, we know it. So this has caused a lot of issues. Now, I don't know if we got the other one queued up, Zach. Do we have the Bronco game queued up? Same thing happens in the NFL yesterday, and that player, because he hit helmet to helmet, if you look carefully at the Buffalo game, he did not hit helmet to helmet. Let's take a look at what happened in the Buffalo game. Keep Sam Howe in the Denver, Washington. Don't let him extend. Fourth down. Pass to the end zone. It is caught. Logan Thomas. And he took a shot. Took Keep Sam see, we can see that again. Don't let him extend. Fourth down. Pass to the end zone. It is caught. Logan Thomas. And he took a shot. Took that, that, that's a world right there. Oh, that uh, really is a very significant gray area that It's troublesome. Now, the one in the NFL was removed from the game. He'll be disqualified for next week's game. I hear now, I haven't seen it yet, 
that Napier is going to have some suspensions because after the game, Tennessee, after the game, Tennessee and Florida players fought. That would be significant if that occurred. So the title of the show is The Cheap Shot. Uh, We've made more protection for quarterbacks because they are really vulnerable and they're tremendously valuable. They're paid a lot of money. Everybody knows if you can take one out, you can take them out and change the nature of the game. There's even a lot of discussion about the injury that happened to Aaron Rodgers. I don't have that one on tape, but it wasn't a collision. It was a tackle. And here, the complication of the tackle as the tackler for the Bills fell on Rodgers, who was out for the season with a torn Achilles, is a, get this now, grass versus turf debate. Grass versus turf. It was turf that Rodgers was on. Your feet stick in the turf. Your feet don't stick in the grass. Let me tell you a little history to the University of Florida Gators. Steve Spurrier, when Coach Graves was here, played on grass. Back then, Florida Field was not hallowed ground. By that I mean, we would have Gator Growl, and people would be sitting down on the field the night before the game. I saw Robin Williams that way. We also had rock concerts on Florida Field. <clears throat> and we had a huge one in the spring. Ten Wheel Drive, Sly and the Family Stone, all day deal. And it rained. And the concert went into the night. And when the concert was over, there were broken glass, broken glass from drinking in the turf of Florida Field, in the grass of Florida Field. Coach Graves went berserk. It took forever to get all that glass, if they ever did, out of Florida Field. Well, Doug Dickey was coming here. Graves was changing out. Dickey was coming. And Dickey to fix the problem and also to be up with what everybody else was doing then, tore up the grass and put down artificial turf. Artificial turf will destroy bodies. 
when Steve Spurrier came here back as a coach, the first thing he said, tear up that turf and put the grass back and put the hedges back. They had even torn up the hedges. So the grass turf conversation is being amplified right now in the football sport. Turf fields are easier and cheaper to maintain, particularly when you have a multi-use of that field, when you have soccer there, for example, or some other club activity. There's really no evidence that Aaron Rodgers would not have torn his Achilles. This is an article in it, Wall Street Journal by Andrew Beaton. That had he been on grass, his foot would have given way and would not have been stuck in the turf and therefore the tendon would not have been torn. Now, this is a guy who was the be-all messiah for the New York Jets who have been losing ever since his absence. It happened on his very first or second play. The league is saying that there's no difference in the injury rate or the Achilles tears between the surfaces. The sports union doesn't believe it because the league, of course, wants to do the most profitable thing for them. So turf fields and data compared to grass fields is a big subject now. And even the American Journal of Sports Medicine is in on it. And I don't know what this answer is going to be. We have a grass field, and we'll keep it at Florida Field. Florida Field now is a grass field. Okay? If you haven't ever wondered about it, that's the deal. So a couple of other stories that are very interesting. <clears throat> and I'll break for, I'll extend the break a little bit before we get to the half bottom of the hour. Is if you haven't been watching them and you aren't aware of them and they're going to play P.K. Young Friday night, Cornelius Ingram, who was a two-sport athlete here at the University of Florida, a great athlete until he hurt his knee, played basketball and football, is doing marvelous job with sports programs in Hawthorne. Last year, they won the state championship. This year, they're undefeated. Hawthorne. Cornelius Ingram's son, 6'6", is the quarterback. The shows are run on Facebook and narrated by Matt Surrency. That high school team and Cornelius Ingram, I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination he's a Deion Sanders, but he has got those kids believing in him, the teacher. The teacher. 
If you haven't been watching them, there's also a show they do for Matt Cernsey interviews Cornelius Ingram. Very interesting if you like this sort of thing. It is... Absolutely the case that when a school football team or basketball team or any team is not doing well, go look first of all at what the players think of the teacher, the coach, and whether that coach can inspire those players to get the best out of themselves in all aspects of their lives. Right now, Deion Sanders is the hottest story in sports to do that. We had those kind of guys in the NFL. Of course, Vince Lombardi comes to mind. Vince Lombardi was able to capture the imagination of grown men and get them to follow him. There are coaches like this. There are teachers like this. When John Crow Ransom, the great poet instructor, was at Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt rearranged the department Ransom was in, de-emphasizing Ransom. Ransom left and went to Kenyon in Ohio. And his students left Vanderbilt and went to Kenyon. They didn't care about Vanderbilt. They cared about John Crow Ransom. I miss Russ Limbaugh. I haven't listened to anybody else. He could talk about paint drying and make it interesting, make it absolutely fascinating. We'll be right back from Ward's Scott Files Coach Hogs Locker Room with Ward's Weather. Stay tuned. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. Attention all Gator fans, Meldon Law is giving away a chance to experience the Florida Georgia game like never before. Two nights stay at the Hilton on the River, dinner at Ruth Chris Steakhouse, two premium tickets to the game, and a football signed by Coach Billy Napier, and much more. Go to the Melden Law Facebook page and look for the VIP experience for two. Good luck and go Gators! This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, 
Large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Welcome back to Ward Scott Files with uh, Ward's Weather. Brought to you by Lewis Oil Fossil Fuels. Gonna have a little story on fossil fuels here in a moment. Ah, just the same old yakky yak. It'll drive you nuts. And um, let's see what we got here. The hurricane that went up the coast, Lee, pounded Maine and Nova Scotia. Really let them have it. Unfortunately, I think that that's uh an area you can't escape necessarily from hurricanes. Been up in that area. Um, the Paradise City uh, uh, in Libya is uh, gone, you know, from the dams breaking in the water. Very sad. There has been Nigel, which is strengthening as a hurricane, fifth one out in the Atlantic, but it's probably going to go up by Bermuda. And we have... Um, uh, Pretty good weather here. The high today is not supposed to get above 90. So we'll see if we're sliding into the October month and a little cooler air. Ward's weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. I neglected to say a minute ago for going out of time how great the volleyball team for UF was. They had a star player that was hurt, or they might have beat the number one volleyball team uh, in the nation, to, they played to a packed house. Uh, let me see my notes here on that. Um, it was really um, Florida taking the first two of the contest, and then uh, not uh, bear. Listen, what are the statistics? Let me just get these statistics for you on that. They're very interesting how close they were. Um, Florida was number three. Okay, I don't know if you've seen any statistics. Wisconsin attacks 
166, Florida, 167. Kills, Wisconsin, 56, Florida, 57. Hitting percentage, Wisconsin, 0.199, Florida, 0.180. Side out, 56.6% Wisconsin, 58.8, Florida. Diggs, 70, Florida, 75. And blocks tied at eight. So Alexis Stuckey went down in the second set due to a right leg injury. Kennedy Muff replaced her, assisted 28, and hit uh, 0.571. So Florida broke its home attendance record, which had previously been 8,163. They had 10,323 in the area, in the arena. So that was an exciting, close match. There you are. Wisconsin retains its number one spot, and Florida has gone to two. Once again, the coach, Mary Wise, the coach, the teacher. You know, Talking about teaching, there's a controversial issue that I've been looking at. It's been printed in the Gainesville Sunset a couple of times about the black students who were, quote, according to Andrew Kaplan, 30 black male students hand-selected to be part of a discreet and newly created club at Alachua County High School that the reason was to better prepare them for graduation. And the school officials, according to Kaplan, argued the club was meant for high-achieving students, while others said, no, it's meant to help at-risk youth. I don't care which one, to tell you the truth. I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see anything wrong with it. At Santa Fe, we created a club called My Brother's Keeper. We found the sharpest black males we could find in the institution to be role models for the others. Because we had the statistics, as I've said, on the free learning lab. That the black males never used it. And that you couldn't keep the Asians, males and females, out of it. We couldn't figure out what to do. How do we get the black males to understand that we'll help them? But they got to help themselves. They got to go to the lab to get the help. But it's free. So we formed a kind of club. My brother's keeper. Once again, was there a great teacher involved? And I understood that 
cold water was thrown on this by a woman who has four biracial kids who had a kid in the thing and objected that the kid shouldn't be in it because it's stigmatized. All she had to do was take her kid out. I further understood that she's a campaign manager for Harvey Ward. That's what I've been told. If it's not so, I apologize. But it doesn't surprise me. So you got a better idea? You got a better idea? I don't see what's wrong. Tell me if you're in the chat line here, if you disagree with me. Dion Sanders, when he first arrived at Colorado, he addressed the football players that had a 1-11 and record the year before. Abject losers. Abject losers, Doug Whitaker. Now, Dion advertises himself as old school. What that means is we don't care about personal looks and feelings. We don't care if what we say offends you. We don't care if what we say hurts your feelings. If you're a loser, we don't want you. We don't want you around us. I remember I was working out in a track gym one time when I was running in the real legs. And recently freshly arrived was a super heavyweight shot putter, discus thrower who'd come down to train at Florida for the Olympics. We were in the weight room working out. And one of the guys did a set got up off the bench and said, wow, I'm tired today. The big super heavyweight, 320 pounds, by the way, turned and said, don't ever say that around me. We're all tired. But we're not going to talk about it. If you're tired, don't come in the gym with me. I don't want to hear that. Deion Sanders went to his team and said to them, you guys are losers. I don't want you. You can stay if you want to do what I tell you to do. But there ain't no guarantees. We come here to win. We didn't come here to lose. It ain't going to be easy. But we don't want you around here if you got a bad attitude. So get gone. And guess what? A lot of them got gone. I've forgotten the exact number. 
that quote unquote, he ran off. The coaching staff that came and got me, that's the way we were old school. We put you through the gauntlet. If you couldn't take it, leave. It's not for everybody. What we were teaching was that everybody's got feelings. That's not the issue. The issue is you being a good student and you learning the skills that we are teaching. So let me ask you, what's the difference? Why can't you go to the the kids? They don't have to be black. They can be white and black. And say to them, you're getting the hell beat out of you in the world. You're going to jail. Look at y'all. Carrying guns. Look at y'all. You're a bunch of thugs and punks. We don't want you. We don't want you around here. What's your problem? If you want to stay, we're going to help you. But we're only going to get help if you're going to help yourself. It ain't going to be easy. But leave. Get out of here. What's wrong with that? So now we got to start all over again the way I'm looking at this. If all this is correct. Tear apart a club. The concerned parent. (laughs) I know who the concerned parent is. She can leave too. Leave. You don't think those te- those kids on that Buffalo football team, don't you think they had concerned parents and mamas? The mamas can leave too. Doesn't matter if they're black or white. the parent who is involved in local politics. The hell's that got to do with anything? We're talking about the ability of kids to compete in a collegiate program. So I read this, you know, because I have Binocular vision. I was a classroom teacher and a coach. The two worlds should not be that much different. They should both be based on meritocracy. They should both be based on discipline. You know, in the interview of Sanders... 
the fella asked Sanders who was the best coach in the country. Sanders gave the perfect answer. He said, you're asking me that? Get me a mirror. And what he was saying is, if I don't want to be the best coach, what am I doing here? But then he said, there is one guy whom I look up to that I sit at the knee of that I want to learn everything I can from. And the secret there, as I listened, was he's a great teacher and I want to learn from him. That's exactly what I told my counselors when they said, that teacher is not in your program. That's in the biology department. I said, I don't care. He's one of the best teachers on this campus and he will take me. The teacher for Deion Sanders is Coach Saban from Alabama. That's the person he says he learns from. And going into detail. Furthermore, let me tell you what great teachers do. They attract other great teachers. Deion Sanders' staff. All great teachers. All great coaches. Calls them smart people. He says, I'm surrounded by smart people. I had a friend who came to me one time and said, can you help me raise my son? I can't do anything with him. He looks up to you. Well, I'd known the little hellion since he was crawling around on the floor of their house. I liked him. But I could see that he was not disciplined, unfocused, smart, didn't apply himself to anything. So the young man came to me. And I had one piece of advice for him. I'll call him John, which was not his name. John, you only have one thing to do to focus on to straighten yourself up. Well, what's that, he said? Hang out with smart people if they'll let you. And watch them and soak up everything they do. And you do it too. That's all I said. That's the same thing I told myself. 
hang out with the best teachers you can hang out with that they'll let you. And imitate everything they do. It's not that difficult. So the cheap shot. It ain't no good. Learn to do it right and clean and efficiently and be a good good player. There's cheating going on all over the society. Politicians just eat up with cheating. Lying, liars, lawyers, liars, FBI, Department of Justice. They can't even find out who had the coke in the White House. Are you kidding me? You're lying. There's cheap shots all over the society. Very few. Imagine if you had a great teacher in the White House. Imagine what that would be like. A great teacher. By that I mean, who could lead? Instead of lie and divide and cry and moan, be self-serving. Have a great day. Warthog Command Center out.